Get ready. It's time to get some deep insights on design thinking. Let us explore the fascinating world of design thinking, how it helps in transforming business, society, and lives. Tune in as Arun Jain, founder and CMD of Intellect Design Arena Limited, founder of Mission Samridi, design thinking practitioner and teacher, takes you through the first in a series of global podcasts on the subject. What is the best way for SMEs to grow or scale? Arun Jain will cover it in today's workshop. He will take you through an exciting journey of how to leverage design thinking, to explore hidden opportunities, to unlock untapped potential of your organization, thereby enabling your organization to grow exponentially. Reimagining your business needs a different thinking. It means moving from what worked till now to what else should I be doing differently to grow my business? Exponential growth is exciting, but at the same time require shift in thinking. Design thinking helps in seeing your business holistically. Normally, we'll be thinking of growth in a linear way rather than in an exponential way. Arun will be sharing with us the secret sauce of growth in an unconventional way. Moving to the eminent speaker for this workshop, let me introduce Mr. Arun Jain. I want to thank Arun for accepting our invitation. Yeah, warm welcome to you, Arun. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Arun Jain is founder of Polaris Group and chairman and managing director of Intellect Design Arena Limited, the world's first full spectrum fintech products company. Intellect powers over 240 leading global banks and the financial institutions. Arun commenced his entrepreneurial journey by setting up Nuclear Software Workshop in 1986, Polaris Software in 1993, and Intellect in 2011. Arun has conducted design thinking workshops termed Unmukt, meaning boundaryless thinking for people from various sectors. Very recently, Arun conducted a path-breaking virtual workshop on design thinking for 20,000 plus engineering students across India simultaneously, enabling them to think differently. This is a phenomenal initiative, Arun. Arun has also founded School of Design Thinking and various other organizations. He has been honored with many awards. Prominent among them are Dronacharya Award by Taikon Chennai, and uh, Lifetime Achievement Award by the CII. Thank you, over to you, Arun. Thank you, Shriram. You didn't require such a big introduction <laughs> for me. Uh, so I want to be part of participating with SMEs because I started my journey as a SME, as an individual. Uh, and at that time, the investment circle was not there. So it was a bootstrap way back in 1986. So when Shriram approached me that let's have a workshop uh, it was exciting moment for me to share my personal journey and which got translated into some of the observation where I picked up some elements from Indian philosophy and as well as Western philosophy of Stanford where the design thinking started way back in 1992, where the Silicon Valley has all the origination and Silicon Valley, this, we all know is very different from what East Coast of America is. 
And what is that makes it different at 3 million people, 20 mile by 20 mile different is about thinking only. They have everything else in New York and East Coast, but the thinking process is unique to the Silicon Valley. And that's what Silicon Valley we want to create out of India now. So that's the opportunity NASCOM is embarking on that if we create that kind of a thinking in SMEs, I think India would be a different place and the world is the stage for us to perform. Now, if I look at it, design thinking, the first thing is, what are the fundamental questions are there? So what do you mean by business? Can you define a business? What does it mean by business? We use the word business, but what is the definition of business? So when I pose this question to one of the groups, we find the answer that business is spotting an opportunity where customer desires are unfulfilled, or you are creating a new desire in a customer. There are two ways you can create opportunity, but first element of business is an opportunity. And then the second element is about resources. What resources you have? Resources of thinking, resources of competency, resources of experience, resources of uh, team, and resources of financial investment if it's there. If it's not there, then also it's okay. And the, when you connect opportunity and resources, it leads to your design thinking. Sorry, a business. Business is a combination of three things opportunity, systems, and resources when you wire them together. Now, what is opportunity? Then you ask the next question, what is opportunity? So opportunity is about empathizing with the customer, understand what he is not speaking, understand, understand listening to what he is not speaking, observing to what he is not telling you, but you're observing and that's the opportunity to be created. And then you say, what is the resources? There are six resources for any corporation to build. I call it belief. So first thing is a belief. Any resources are the belief in the first resource. Whether I believe in my business, my purpose on which I'm solving the problem. So whenever I start an IT company, my belief is a critical portion of, now if I break down the belief into six alphabets, first alphabet is a B, stand for brand capital. What is my brand? What is my sales processes? Is it capital? Brand is my capital. Sometimes we loosely use a brand capital, but brand is the first capital. The second is my end customer. Second is in the belief stand for my end customer. Who is my end customer who will be using my services, my product? The third is leadership. What is my leadership of the organization? What is the talent in the organization? What is the leadership? So third capital is the leadership or talent capital, I call it. Then fourth capital is my product, IP capital. Fifth capital is my execution capital. How do I deliver my solution to the customer? And sixth is the financial capital. So I bring finance capital as last fag end of it, not the first part of it. So a lot of things today, the startup ecosystem, we are first asking for finance. I would say, unless you have a fixed five elements fixed, don't jump into the finance capital and be and if you have a one centimeter cube, if I show you one centimeter cube here, this is a one centimeter cube. If it becomes three centimeter cube, how many times a business will grow? How much volume it will grow? A one centimeter cube growing to three centimeter cube. So each space becomes three centimeter. What is the volume of the growth of the business? The answer is 27 times. So if all the six capital grows 27 times, 
And today we are talking about 10x growth, not 27x growth. So basically, I have to operate on three cap three all the six capital to grow three times, my brand to be three times, my customer acceptance and promotion score to be 3x, my leadership score to be 3x, only 3x to grow the business 27x. And that's a magic of design thinking which comes into picture. Now the next question is what is design thinking? As Shiram tried to explain, it's a way to. So I just want to break the etymology of design thinking. Design thinking is a two word. What is design and what is thinking? So design is a plan for arranging element in a such a way that it delivers the outcome aligned to the purpose. That's the definition of design, whether you design your house, you design your office, you design your uh, kitchen, you design anything in your life is around planning and organizing the things in a particular order is a design. So design is a common word, but when you link it to thinking, then you need to ask a question, what is thinking? So thinking is defined as a action which one minds, one minds start to produce a thought. So how do you create a thought in your mind aligned to the, so that's a thinking process. It could be conceive, envision, imagine, all are part of the thinking. So now one thing is design and second thing is design and second word is thinking. And then you link the two, then it becomes a design thinking. So when you envision, you, you imagine, you conceive the thought in your mind that it becomes result by applying the design on the top of it, putting all the elements together, this part of it, then it becomes design thinking. Now, if you want to examine design thinking now, so how the thinking change? Next question is, now if I define the thinking that it requires a thought process change, then what is the, how do you, does it change? In human body, there are only four ways we can learn from the system. First is listening. Second is observation. Third is reading. And fourth is dialogue. There are four elements through which my I can shape my thinking. I can listen to the what you are listening in today's conference. You are observing certain patterns in today's conference. You will be reading certain things from the books, what you have looked at it. I don't know how much, but every year of SME, what budget do you have for reading the books? Do you have a specific budget? Then it is a nice thing to have, let's say, 10,000 rupees per month is for reading the books or buying the books and reading the books. That's the cheapest way of learning the market. And then, how are you dialoguing? Not discussion, not reviews. I want to strongly suggest, don't try to review, don't try to look at discussion. It's about dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Krishnamurti says dialogue is a way where you, it triggers a new thought in your mind and that triggers a new thought in the mind is a design thinking. Now, if, if you want to acronym it, it's a lord. L, listening, observation, reading, and so that's the lord in us, which is available in us. I'll just introduce few concepts now. The first concept you must have seen, all of you must have seen, which is pur 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 propagated by IDEO, Silicon Valley, that we need to understand the red, uh, red circle on the left, which is about inspiration or desirability. That's where your opportunity spotting happens. Then since you are IT players, you apply te technology to make it feasible. So these two first two circles are much simpler to execute. 
Then third circle is a yellow circle, which is a vibrant circle. And that's yellow circle is the most difficult thing to make it that where is the right fit for your product with the customer. When all the three things meet, that becomes a throughput of the business. Then I didn't stop design thinking there. I said, let me see what is the East Coast thinking of design. And Roger Martin has written a design of business. So he, he didn't write design of the problem solving. Normally design thinking is related to the problem solving. If SME has to grow 10 times, then the problem statement shifts to design the business. So design the business has got first element of any business area which you enter into. There's a lot of mystery there. You'll have a lot of balls which are cluttered there. Anybody who starts a business, you will have a lot of issues of growth. That's a mystery. Then you, when you start growing, then start collecting the patterns and start building heuristics around it. And from heuristics, when you solve all the, all everything get wired, then it become algorithm. So moving the connected element of the belief capital, which is a mystery of how do you connect all of them? Then you start driving heuristics into it and then you create an algorithm. Then it becomes design thinking. A third definition, which is the method of solving mystery to heuristics to algorithm, it comes from understanding requirement. When you write HRMS software or you're solving a problem of the robotics or you're solving a problem of AI, machine learning, what is understanding the requirement is? What is stated, what is unstated? When you solve a machine learning, you apply machine learning to legal firms, you need to understand what is the complexity of Supreme Court and what is the complexity of the lawyer, lawyers and what is the complexity of high court and how the contracts are written. That is, and what is their understanding? when you apply the AI and machine learning to that space. I'm just giving example, same thing could be healthcare, same thing could be banking financial. And how do you do it? You observe the patterns and anti-patterns. Patterns are those, if that problem has been solved by somebody else, what, how did you solve the problem? Or what are the problems in that uh, problem solution? That is the anti-patterns. So the patterns and anti-patterns you observe. Then the third stage comes in when you connect the dots, connect the dots within the box or outside the box. During this process, all the entrepreneurs sometimes live in the forest, whatever they get into in that room, four or five people, 10 people, 20 people, 100 people. Every time you move from 10 to 100, the problem statement changes. It comes to mystery again. One to 10 is the one mystery, 10 to 50 is the second mystery, 50 to 250 is third mystery. 252,000 is the third mystery. And during each phase, we'll end up into blind spots. How do we spot the blind spots? So there are four elements for which, how do we solve mystery to heuristics to algorithm? So once the business in the algorithmic phase, the way many businesses we aspire to become, if Facebook or they are in algorithmic phase, they have automatically end customer is working and acting as a salesperson for them. End customer is promoting the Facebook or the LinkedIn. And that cycle is running and that's the algorithm which is running. But to reach to that stage of LinkedIn or Facebook or is Freshworks or Zoho, those are the elements which you need to understand what the blind spots are. Now for that, there are three laws of design thinking. First law of design thinking is less is more. We need to have lesser number of products, lesser number of solutions. One of the, what I observe typically, including me, 
when I was young, I was looking for many ideas. Entrepreneur idea is filled up with idea and every 45 days, he come out with a new idea. The first thing is to hold back that ideas. How to reduce, so whatever the companies I'm mentoring, the, my biggest challenge for them is how to stop thinking the new ideas. First is less is more, pick a few ideas, but how to do it, that's a science. But first law, if you remember, less is more. Second idea, second law is look at the prioritization. If you have five ideas, how do you pick up an impact of 1000 gram, impact of 100 gram, impact of 10 grams? So each idea can be given a weight and that weight is a 1000 gram, 100 gram, 10 grams. 100, 10 gram idea makes it 1000 gram idea. So if you pick up one idea of 1000 gram instead of working on 100 such ideas, that's a waste of time. Apple with just five products built up a business of $400 billion, almost like a budget of Indian government, slightly lesser than the Indian government budget. So CFO of Apple with $400 billion revenue, he generates more revenue than Indian government to total collects from the taxpayers. And then the third law is last 2% is 200%. And that is where the so it's 98% product in the marketplace are similar. There'll be hundreds of HR product, hundreds, hundreds of uh, health product, hundreds of banking products. It's not a complex to write a programming language. You have, all of us knows the programming language in IT. We can write very significantly, but the difference is nine, you reach up to 98% to make it 98% to 200, 200%, 2%, just 2%. You have to put 200 efforts and your pricing can be 200% higher. So just to summarize three laws of design thinking, less is more theory of prioritization and last 2%. Let's move on to the next topic. We need to design thinking at two levels. design thinking for self-leadership, how you as entrepreneur, how you change your leadership, what is the elements of your own self-leadership is a design thinking for self-leadership. And then I'll look at a chapter four, which is about design thinking for business leadership. So I'll divide my conversation or dialogue into two, two areas. One is about self-leadership and second is about business leadership. Because without changing, as Sridham was mentioning, you have to change yourself first before to, before getting the results out in the, in the, in, for the business. Once you change your thinking process, you can change the culture of your organization. Culture is the DNA of the company which drives the growth of 10x. The biggest challenge for any entrepreneur is how to drive 10x growth is the biggest challenge. And how to build a culture. Culture, when you become 100 people organization, 1000 people organization, how the Google culture will remain same and same creativity is a culture. For that starting point is your self-leadership because people in the company and you are responsible for building culture in the company. So I look at culture has a five elements. I say your human mind, if you look at Imagine your mind as a 2000 square feet space and you have to design your mind that 2000 square feet space, like a house has a 2000 square feet space, your mind has 2000 square feet for thinking. So you have a, in your house, you have a drawing room, you have a bedroom, you have a kitchen, you have a, uh, you have a pantry, you have toilets, all are the things which you design in your house. 
Similarly, when you design your mind, there are five minds which I summarize. First mind is my imaginative mind. Imaginative mind to visualize myself first. What is my strength? What I am? Understanding myself. Who is my role model? Like in my journey, I started the journey with my role model as a GRD Tata. When 83, 84, when I passed out, my role model was GRD Tata. Then after 10 years, my role model shifted to Walt Disney when I visited Disney World and I found the imagination what he has imagined. I found that is my role model. After 10 years, when I saw the first product of iPod from an iPhone, Steve Jobs became my role model. In 2012, when I visited Bartha, Gandhi became my role model. The role models are compass for you and visualization, self and visualization business are your imagination. If you go to imagination for the customer, imagine customer what he's looking for, imagine end to end, imagine what can go wrong. This all comes from a imaginative mind. Like what can go wrong? Like in, if you observed Apple devices and iPod in 2001, which impressed me more most, that these devices didn't have any screw. If you observe your uh, remote, remote in TV, remote in your home, you find the battery place always breaks down and you have a tape on the remote. It's just because your finger moves around when you are watching the movie and you keep opening, closing the remote button. And that's a minor observation. And that observation, Apple looked at it, that remove the screw in the system. So no, nobody can screw the performance of the products. So after that, all the devices Apple has produced has no screw at all to open it. The second mind is a learning mind. This is a very critical mind for you to look at it for design thinking. It's about preparing the mind to germinate questions. So learning mind is first mind where your mind allows your question to germinate. Like a five-year-old boy, your mind should be so fertile that you should generate questions. I'm not asking it should generate answers. A lot of time our mind generates answers more than the questions. For design thinking, your mind has to be prepared, your soil has to be right where you germinate the questions. Once questions comes in, then you need to frame the right question. That this question is right, the way I started the conversation. I started the conversation on saying, what is business? What is opportunity? What is resources? These are the framing the questions to trigger a right way of understanding the landscape. Today we have a great advantage. Either we search Google Guru or we book some, we can read some analyst reports or we can read, go through the so search after the question is right, enough knowledge is available. So we are in that era where I can get anything free of cost to me. I can go to slide share to pick up any plus any slide. I can go to any analyst report in the world. All the McKinsey reports are available on some deck you subscribe to. It's such an interesting thing today. We are living in that world where all these resources are available free to us. Then we abstract answers as by taking notes. How you take notes when you are learning? Do you have one common diary? I picked up a one book of saying how to take make notes. Even taking notes is a science by itself. And then based on that, I synthesize the knowledge frames. What are the knowledge frames is required for this business? So there are six frames I describe business as belief, brand, brand capital and customer. So there are six frames are there. Similarly for knowledge frames, 
Angular JS can have a six knowledge frames. My NFR non-functional technology can have a seven knowledge frames. One is customer experience, second is operation, third is performance, fourth is integration, fifth is analytics, sixth is security, seventh is my risk associated with it. So try to group them so that your mind is able to retrieve the information better and your information is better cataloged. So when you're reading the book, you need to create a frame in your mind. I'll come to you how I do it and how design thinking framework and intellect we have used it to define level zero wiring to level one wiring to level two wiring. And this comes from active listening in the byline, teaching accelerate learning. So you need to become a teacher because when you teach, all the doubts get clarified. Whether you teach within the organization or outside the organization, the more you teach, the better you are. Then it comes to the result mind because as an entrepreneur, we need to drive results. I use the three phenomena called shift left, shift down and shift out. Shift left means if I start doing the job one step before. So if I have to do the requirement understanding, I do to prepare how the frame should be done. If I'm doing the solution design, a lot of things of solution design, I should ask in the requirement. When I'm doing the engineering function, I start doing the some of the engineering elements in the solution design itself. Shift down is if the job can be done by somebody junior to you, you must have to create a space for you to grow. As an entrepreneur, that's one of the scalability principle is how can you delegate, which is a shift down. And third thing is shift out, how you delete certain things in a various life cycle of the organization. So sometimes we have a baggage of when we are 10 people organization, we may be doing something very good. In some other situation, we may not be uh, we may not be required for 100 people organization. Same process which is relevant for 10 people may not be relevant for the 100 people. May not be relevant to 1,000 people. So shift out becomes an important point. For that, there's a full science about it. I'll not take you through all of it. You must be knowing most of it. But I'll just touch upon theory of constraint. I read the book Goal, very, very interesting book. Nowadays, uh, you, if you have read by Goldrat, you, you constantly on quarter and quarter st start identifying weakest link in the chain and then start applying design thinking to solve that. And the fifth element is ask for help in area of uncertainty. A lot of time entrepreneur says, I will solve it. If you are having any uncertainty, any ambiguity, please ask for help. You will find the help, whether NESCOM will give you the help, CIA will give you the help, or some friend will give you the help. Then the fifth mind, which is there, a fifth room in your mind, is effective mind. And for effective mind, you need to understand DCAF element. I call it DCAF element, doubts, conflicts, anger, fear, and ego. So if you take a acronym, acronym of it, it becomes DCAF. We all have a doubt, but how do you resolve your doubts? And trust yourself, because you'll have a doubt whether this product will work, not work, this technology will work, not work. Can I go to market with this price point? You'll have a doubt. But you need to trust yourself, your judgment, your intuition, and your team. Second is conflict. Conflict is a word which we normally scared of. We don't jump into conflict day-to-day -day basis. But if you do the further analysis of analytics of it, what is conflict? Again, the same question, what is conflict? 
to me conflict is a difference of opinion difference of expectation and difference of perspective that is conflict now for creativity also i need all the three element difference of opinion difference of perspective and difference of expectation that that give me the creativity so conflict and creativity are the two sides of the same coin our mind should understand that we should not run away from the conflict we need to understand the differences are better for our better design then during this journey you feel angry angry means angry can be some some people say i am not i never feel angry we all feel angry whenever there is a disappointment sometimes we express our anger sometimes we don't express our anger but anger is a outcome of disappointment when my expectation and delivery there is a mismatch the anger moment will come in the fourth is a fear fear of going wrong fear of commitment and fifth is the ego i know it all so ego is not about what how i live in a sometimes say i don't have ego because i live in a simple house i don't have any luxuries that's not the ego ego is in the mind that whether my mind says i know it all or i need to learn more and to be effective i need to prepare my mind i need to balance the priority recognizing bias versus as a limiting belief because we all have a biases we need to recognize biases there are some more than 20 kind of biases we have there is a science behind it so if you want to download some article what is bias we'll find a article over there the important point of effective mind is the right decision at the right time do you make a decision at the right time and fifth one is we before i how many times in your vocabulary the word i is used versus we is used and fifth mind is influencing mind for the right outcome as a sme business i am you are influencing the market when you are selling the product you are influencing the customer to buy your product you are setting the agenda for it you are no more a order taker you are no no more a problem solver you are agenda setter as a sme business you are agenda setter not a problem solver problem solver is a subset of it and order taker is subset of it so there are three levels of it so in, in influencing i need to do the right outcome there are five element which i personally applied for we need to create energy in the organization appreciation is a low cost tool for creating energy into the system you need to spot the opportunity for appreciation you need to constantly do the design dialogues in the teams with the customer you need to do the design dialogues asking the where, where fundamental questions is conducting the design dialogue the third circle is you need to have a clear and assertive writing skills so when you are giving a proposal to the customer when you are making a presentation to the customer when you are writing an email to the customer how you can be clear and assertive in a lesser number of words when less is more and then you need to weave the storyboard for telling a full story for your product or your business and then you are presenting the storyboard so your storyboard is like presenting a pixar movie toy story is kind of a storyboard how you prepare a full storyboard you making a movie of pixar is a highest level of influencing the mind so just to summarize these are the five minds for self leadership my imaginative mind my learning mind my result mind my effective mind my influencing mind so these are this is the power of mind which comes where i explained it comes from self thinking and self leadership in other words i call design the thinking first and then 
thinking the design next and i'll come to thinking the design in next chapter for that i am choosing the five step process for designing business leadership step 1 is a cartography cartography is a science to put the maps in in 100 years back the cartographer was the most important talent available uh, who can able to draw maps with latitude longitude weather condition color coding on the map was there on the same map he can dem demonstrate geographical map or uh, geopol geopolitical map or vegetation map all of it is de depicted on the same mapping how you do the cartography of your business in cartography of the business we understand the market landscape who are the players what is the current way of solving the problem what is the technology landscape understanding the competition is this problem solved in america some way this problem solved in japan in some way is this problem solved in germany in some way is this problem solved in italy in some way lot of it we are influenced today mainly from america but we are not looking at a alternate way of solving how the koreans have solved the problem and become leader in many technologies and based on that understanding trends and once you look at this then i create a frame for capturing knowledge so if my business should have a frames like in banking software i have 10 frames in which i document my knowledge i say what is core banking what is lending and what are the elements of lending what is credit card what are the elements of credit card what is wealth management system what are the element of wealth management system what is a capital market what are the elements of capital market like brokerage extra what is my services for the capital market like custody service registrar services treasury service uh, sorry services then i look at for corporate banking what is the cash management what is the payments what is the liquidity what is the trade finance and then what is the treasury now there are 10 frames i record my knowledge and within this frame i number them g1 g2 g3 g4 g5 g9 g10 so any new element of payment comes to picture i park it under g7 as a frame so now this is the one type of framing of your business which i spoke in the beginning there are six capital brand and customer so this is the way when you are looking at a at a board level at a team level this is where six elements have to be looked at every month when you are having a dialogue around where are you in this journey you need not be 100% so if you have to grow each capital three times in next five years or three to five years whatever the landscape you want to make it you have to visit all of them because all of them are synchronized to get a holistic output then you have to go in each of this capital i will go to level 0 what are the then i go to level 1 then i go to level 2 and then i go to level 3 so if i look at this diagram b1 to b6 on the x axis and l0 to l3 when i am going l0 to l3 i am going to last 2% when i am going b1 to b6 i have a holistic perspective which we call l0 to l3 is called expertise and b1 to b6 is called perspective now once you have a cartographic view 
then you need to spot the big opportunity. That's where the design thinking plays a key role. Because when I say less is more, I should not be having more than two or three ideas to work on. Then I need to spot right opportunity, big opportunity. To that, customer empathy becomes very, very important. What is the unfulfilled desire of the marketplace? Observe intently the natural patterns of human usage of technology. So we need to understand natural patterns. The way I was mentioning TV, screwing the TV um, um, remote, which normally got, gets broken. Why it is happening? In car, what is something is happening? In healthcare, why particular patient, when you are getting into the registration counter, how the registration experience is there for the patient when he's uh, feeling so embarrassed, whether the payment is important that time or patient care is more important when why you waste 10 minutes time over there listen what is not said and the fourth element is very important on step two for opportunities no agenda meetings have a circle time make 12 people 15 people 20 people sit in a circle and start having a dialogue what went well what what are you looking at what book have you read have a no agenda meeting suddenly you will find it will converge on something which you are not thinking about it Whenever you're publishing the agenda, it means it's my agenda. We conduct a Laksha where hundred people of the company come together for designing the intellect strategy. If I, we don't have agenda for three days and people were very uncomfortable that how can you have a three day meeting without agenda? I think if I'm publishing the agenda, it means I know the problem beforehand. I'm not discovering the problem of the company or or identifying the opportunity in the marketplace. The first two, three hours when we have an open dialogue, we'll find what is relevant for us. And all the experts are sitting there. We can reweave the agenda for the rest two and a half day. But no agenda meeting brings out a beauty of your organization, your resources and opportunity. And during this process, you document questions and observation within chosen frame of from step one. Then choose the taxonomy. Taxonomy is important. You anchor around A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3, that the way I did it. Anchor around some, some cataloging because most of the knowledge which library has done, they have a cataloging of the books. We learn from there and apply it in current context. And then we can look at question design. Third stage is much more clear to all of you is brainstorming and idea generation. A lot of us do brainstorming and idea generation. We all have a system of, so we have a design center at Intellect, which call it F FinTech 8012. 8012 represent longitude and latitude of the design center. We believe it will contribute substantially. Chennai will contribute substantially for the financial technologies will go from the Intellect. And that's a confidence and belief we want to build in our team at Intellect. And that design center, we look at a inspiration. It's a 30,000 square feet inspirational space. If you want to visit, write to School of Design Thinking. He'll organize a trip for you in a School of Design Thinking. But that ideation space is important. We have substantially different design of table. Everything is different. So first of all, your physical environment to be different. To think different, your physical space also has to be different. Every wall you can write. In childhood, you used to write one wall. Your mother used to say, don't write on a wall. I say, please write on a wall because we want to rekindle your imagination. 
and write everybody everywhere in the wall. Your desks are writable. Every desk is writable. Every wall is writable. My, our whiteboards are not uh, limited by the boundaries of the whiteboard for eight feet by four feet. Our entire wall is a white white wall. So that's the step three. That you need to look at it, the environment of divergence uh, or brainstorming. For this, this you need to bring when you are doing the brainstorming. You need to bring some experts and some people with a perspective at the same time. So, for the design team, I think the four things are important. Five things are important: skill, expertise, perspective, idea generation, and alignment. So you need to bring experts and perspective in the same room. So some people who have a business expertise or business perspective, and some people who comes with the technology expertise, they have to come in the same room. The second point is most important idea is challenge all existing assumptions and biases in idea. Don't take it that this works, this doesn't work. When somebody says it will not work, that it will not work is a statement we should be shooting it down. It's a business rule that we cannot say something will not work. It may not work is still a better statement. But first of all, when we are look at unstated needs, some some solution will be very very difficult. And for that, the third rule is you use yes and. So if ideas that are getting generated, don't say yes but. When in idea generation phase, one of the best tools we use is yes and. So if I'm saying I want to design a flying car, so I'm suggesting something. My second person on the left will suggest and you can do this and you can do this, and avoid the word but in your conversation. Pick up the positive patterns that work within the organization. And outside the organization, a lot of time we are looking at it. It works very well in intellect. It works very well in Polaris. It works very well in Nucleus. It works very well in Infosys. It works very well in Wipro. But I need to look at Wipro, Infosys, Mindtree, Zoho, uh, Salesforce.com. What is working there? And then pick up anti-patterns. Where it failed? What failed in intellect? What failed in Polaris? What failed in Nucleus? What failed in Infosys? What failed in Wipro? What failed in Salesforce? Everybody has some failure points, and these are the four elements we need to keep it for during the ideating phase. And put all the pieces. Either use Jamboard. We use Jamboard very effectively nowadays. Jamboard is like a whiteboard where you put sticky notes. In a large group meeting of hundred people, we are able to use Jamboard very, very effectively to collect best practices, generate ideas, and create possibilities. Once we have reached there, there is a time for making choices, which is a convergence. At this stage, we have to make choices what we need to take forward. So whether we need to order six capital if you are working on design statement. On leadership capital, or you are working on product capital. If you are working on product capital, there will be ten ideas on product capital. How my customer experience screen should look like? How's my uh, analytics screen should look like? How do I connect analytics screen to the customer experience screens? I need to create all the ideas into affinity. We call it co-paris as a frame, seven frames in intellect. C stands for customer experience. O for operational workflows and business rules. P for performance of the application, A for analytics of the application, R for risk associated when you are running the application, I for integration, and S for security. And we build up a low coding platforms to on around all the seven elements. So whenever we see the problem or the opportunity, we align to affinity cluster in each other. 
Then within affinity cluster, we weigh the idea of 1000, we apply 1000 gram, 1000 gram item. Then we, then we classify into which affinity cluster is quick problem solving, which are bold and which are long lasting. And then we make choices, choices by deleting 80% of the ideas. We need to pick up only two out of 10 ideas. That's the idea which is there. And this is the time when the alignment portion is very, very important at this stage. It's time to do collaborative and iterative. Pro and after that, once you choose the idea, then you do a iterative prototyping. Once the prototype is clear, you need to weave a story. To me, writing a product, writing a technology, it takes 12 months to write. Weaving the story also takes three to six months time. Don't hurry up as soon as your product is ready. You have to spend, I normally take some five to six design dialogues at every interval of two to three weeks over the three months, over the six months to design a right story, which is suitable for the market. I may be inefficient because I take six months. You may be efficient, you may take three months, but don't try to short that I can do a weave the story in one week because it requires a lot of understanding and your mind has to work and multiple sessions are required because for getting last 2%, because if story is right, your selling process will be right. Your success will be in first round or second round. You will not require 10 rounds for success because we get fatigue if you have to try seven times in a market. So story writing becomes very, very important. For writing a story, what is the best way I use? I use whiteboard or Jamboard. I write keywords which describes the feeling behind the solution. Once I write the keywords, what, what is the emotion is depicting? That's where the, I will have some 30, 40, 50 people, 10 people writing keywords, and then we'll start connecting, connecting the sticky notes closer to each other with similar affinity. Once I start connecting the five or six keywords, which represents a product or which describes a product, then I am able to stitch a headline for what it solves. So when something say, what, what do you do? I need to solve the headline next. Once I have a headline available to me, then I start having the paragraph writing, design the wireframes, and then fit into the presentation deck. I can create a presentation deck. And from same thing, I can weave the AV or story or presentation for the customer language. And then the final job becomes, once I have a very good story, very good presentation, very good AV, very good articulation, how do I present it? It's a job of a selling, selling the story in the marketplace. So you are as good as Shah Rukh Khan, Amitabh Bachchan in when you sell a story. So any startup entrepreneur should have that image, self-image that he is as powerful as Virat Kohli or he's as good as uh, Amitabh Bachchan or Shah Rukh Khan to sell the story. So these are five step processes which we call it cartographic view, where we develop the frames, then spotting the big opportunity, brainstorming and idea generation, then we can converge and design a story. I'll stop at this point uh, for question and answer because I introduced, just to summarize, I started my session with what is business? Business is about opportunity, systems, and resources. Then we define opportunities about what is opportunity and what is the resources. I said opportunity is about customer. We are solving some customer problem. 
because he's paying for it. Resources are your six capitals are your resources. Then I say, what is design thinking? Design means planning and organizing the elements. And then what is thinking? Thinking is about the action which germinates a thought in your mind, the con con conceiving, envisioning, and imagination. Then I move on to concepts of design thinking, the three definitions of design thinking, and three laws of design thinking. Then I moved on to five self-leadership, five minds for self-leadership, imagination mind, learning mind, result mind, effective mind, influencing mind. It makes me as a good leader for self-leadership. Then I move towards business leadership, where I look at cartographic view. I look at it, spot, the, spotting the right opportunity or biggest opportunity, then idea generation or brainstorming, then convergence, and then storytelling. So that's what I uh, completed over here in the last 50 minutes of the time. Uh, definitely, it takes much more time. We take a workshop for three days or three weeks or eight weeks when we actually go through this entire process. But this is just a brief introduction to you uh, on design thinking and left for the question right now. Over to Sriram. Yeah, thanks, Arun. Uh, it's a very comprehensive uh, presentation. And uh, we have a few questions. So maybe we'll start with the uh, first question. Before uh, starting, I think you have uh, covered wide range of uh, topics, uh, Arun. So whether I started with uh, business leadership, cartography, or belief framework, customer empathy, and you have offered to the audience also to visit your uh, uh, design center. I have visited your design center. It's a world-class facility. So yes, offered. I request prefix with uh, Arun's team. Please go and visit uh, uh, Arun's uh, design uh, center. It's a world-class uh, facility. So we will move to the first question, Arun. Uh, first uh, question is, uh, they are talking about, uh, could you little more elaborate on uh, belief framework? So maybe you can go back possible slide or maybe you can explain the belief framework. Uh. I'll go back to slide also and explain on that. That's a good point. Now, in, uh, for any business to succeed, it requires this six capitals. You need brand and sales. So let's say when you start up starting SME startup, he has a product which is a B4 capital. Then he has some people who are who are committed to the product, which is a B3 capital. And they're solving some customer problem, which is a B2 capital and customers. That's the three things which comes together as a startup. Then you start building a product and start selling to somebody. That becomes your brand and sales capital. You name the company, you name the group. And that naming the group becomes important, that becomes V1 capital. How your name is so interesting. Sometimes your naming itself is a curious naming. Sometimes I use the name 8012 to create a curiosity. But name of the company sometimes have a curiosity itself. Sometimes name of the company is solving the particular problem. So naming itself is important and then do the sales. That is the B1 capital. Then I deliver to the customer on the promise I made. I call it if you deliver three days before time, to any customer, you don't need a sales team. Delivery D minus three OTIF is the execution capital. And six is the finance capital. 
So finance capital is about what uh, what is the business model of that? What is your business model? What is your pricing? How the business model is scalable? But these are six capitals. So you need a six expertise in your company as a startup. A lot of time we like we start liking the people from the same technology company. So all three of us are technologists. So we have a strong B4 capital and we have a B5 capital also. We are good at good programming. We can do it, but we leave other capital out. So I would say suggest that a startup needs to look at it or any SME needs to look at it, whether he has a complete six capital, whether it, it need not be with one person. So we started as an intellect, three people, Yogesh, myself, Vishnu. We were holding two to capital each. So sometimes startup with the three partners, but three partners should be complementary to each other, not doing the same thing, all three of them. Yeah. Next question is, uh, they are talking about uh, loss of design and thinking, the last two percentage. Uh, I don't... So last two percent in the same slide, if you look at last two percent, when I get into brand and sales, let's say I pick up any one capital called brand capital. First, L0 will be, what is my messaging as a brand? I need to pick up five or six words, which is my L0 statement. That will be my ethos of my entire brand communication. Then I go to the next step, L1, that if brand message has three things, we say intellect is writing composable and contextual solutions for the banking. So I have a keyword is composable, second is contextual, Third word is banking. Now I go to L1, I'll decompose L1. What is composability means? It means microservices. It means uh, package business components. It means integration. It means orchestration. Those are the L1 words of the composability. Same way I'll do. So I'll look at for contextuality. My AI, machine learning, decision making. Then I go to L2 word of it that Microservices, how many microservices I have, how many APIs I have, that is the L2 analysis. And then I go to the L3. So when I keep on dissecting and keep wiring composability up to the final level of how I document my microservices on confluence, and if you want to change a small change in a functionality, I go to shared confluence engine when I do it, that is my L3 and that is my L last 2%. So the next question is, Aurish Kesh, can you share an example of some business and the journey through the step, what the outcome, outcome looks like? All the businesses are similar way. So if you, your own business or intellect business, I can share my intellect story. So in intellect business, when I separated Polaris and intellect uh, in 2014, and I believe my personal passion was product business as in services business. The first challenge was how do I change the culture of the organization, which is service culture. So services required a particular culture of order taking, understanding the customer and problem solving. While product company required a culture of agenda setting and problem solving. Now to that, to that level, I look at the cartographic view, which are the product company in the world. Terminos is a great company in banking space. Finesta was a great company in the banking space. FIS was a great company. So I look at the landscape. That was my cartographic view of the market space. What technology they were using. I found they were using some old technology that I can disrupt the market by using, bringing a microservices and cloud technology in 2015, 2016. Then that becomes a big opportunity for me. So big opportunity come to me in terms of 
what is my current landscape is there and if i use cloud technology in 2015 that time it was just getting introduced and if my product are ready for cloud and digital and ai and machine learning in 2016 and 17 then i committed 1000 crore for in investing into r and d into that area because that was a big opportunity for me because my competition was not investing at 2015 on that space then i did, did an idea generation that how do we do go about doing it we have a multiple sessions and multiple teams i created one for corporate banking one for retail banking one for capital market one for insurance and all the four teams started working separately to identify and building the idea generation phase then we converge on these are the three products we want to go first in a market where we should take a leadership we write 12 products but we'll take three products at a time and invest some another uh, 1800 crore for marketing creating a brand around that we created a igtb oxford leadership brand so those are the brands we created and then we start creating the story for creating a story the very interesting thing we started doing is we said we are writing a software global transaction banking so everybody in a bank has a one manager called gtb head we say our unit is also called gtb head so he's mentally aligned to our product then we start creating a gtb advisory board global advisory board then we start taking a sage brand we are taken because we are selling enterprise ways so we set up we tied up with oxford university and we said we bring the cios of the market to the oxford take it to there and tell the story there because they have a listening authority we created a design center these are the all the all the tools we use for telling our story so that's the five step process i can share for the intellect but uh, i didn't want to do the pompous form intellect but just till that experience is close to my heart i shared that yeah thanks uh, uh, Arun. the next question is from Benkanna. I think Venkanna worked with the Polaris as part of ULP. I am a founder at uh, Ample Logic. Is the design thinking more effective with low-code platforms? Low-code platform is the outcome of design thinking. Low-code platform is obviously low-code platform will give you high, higher throughput. So low-code platform is the opportunity identified. So if you look at in Polaris or Intellect, we started first creating a frame of Coparis, and then we start saying. Each area, if we have a low coding platform, then we have a distinct advantage of accelerated delivery or accelerated digital transformation for the customer. And that's where the low coding platform comes into picture. So low, low coding plat platforms are not starting point. Low coding platform is the outcome of design thinking to say which area and what you need to do in a low coding platform. Yeah, next question is uh, from Arun Patnaik. Can you please list the five elements of design thinking? Five elements of design thinking? Yeah. I listed down all the three laws of design thinking and three definitions of design thinking. And, and the starting from belief, that is what you Starting from belief, yeah. So I think those are the, if you just record it, it's no, more than five elements, seven or eight elements are there. Yeah. And the next question is how IP is applicable to service companies too? IP to me is a anything which you do differently is IP. IP doesn't mean you have a even process can be IP, your learning can be IP, your training can be IP, your way of dealing with the people, attracting the talent could be IP for you. IP is not only what we understand 
which is patentable in technology space. IP is my differentiation, which I create in an organization around all the six capitals. So I, have, I may have IP of brand, I may have IP of customer, I may have IP for the way I, my leadership or attack the talent. So all the six capital, I can have IP. Then, so I'm asking you one question, uh, uh, Arun. Hmm. How uh, small and medium companies, whether they require a dedicated team for uh, design thinking implementation or it's a cross-functional team, how they should go about, uh, especially for uh, SMEs? Uh, I mean, you don't require a separate team as such. I think this is a culture where CEO has to lead the way, where he starts believing into it, and his actions are uh, the culture. You don't require a separate team at all. I mean, the design thinking is not a process like quality process or something. Design thinking is a way of uh, what we do day to day, but it, it's my behavior, the way I do it. That's why self-leadership becomes first. A lot of time design thinking, people say, I, I get a design facilitator for doing it. I'm dead against that design facilitator. You may learn the practice. You may do a course on design thinking. Let's say the School of Business Design and School of Design Thinking can have an eight-week course or 12-week course where you spend time, absorb yourself into design thinking. You want to go to Stanford to do a design thinking program, go there. But it has to be led by the leader themselves. The top two, three, four, five leaders has to lead it. If they're not two, four, five leaders, even one person is enough for bringing the processes and systems in doing the design thinking, whether he gives a time of no agenda meeting, he's comfortable with no agenda meeting, because a lot of senior executives are not comfortable with no agenda meeting. I fully agree with you, Arun. Yeah. So, one is it's a culture they have to bring in, otherwise it's very, very difficult. So, they will not because always the, the prefix meetings, they will go with the prefix agenda, prefix mind. So, the no agenda meeting is very, very important. Uh, I fully agree with you. There is a one more question from Ajay Dutta from Bangladesh. So we are working on a new kind of idea, which we have surveyed that will be very effective for India. I am a Bangladeshi entrepreneur. What could be my next step? Just do it. <laughs> Just start sit down and form a team and start uh, creating a prototype of it. But before jumping onto it, just do more documentation work, go L1 to L2, uh, level 1 to level 2. Once you get into level 2, level 3 will come afterwards. But level 2 is okay to test out your idea. So there is one more question from Akil. Should it be the result mic, which is at stage 3, now come at the end? Sorry, just... Uh, so from Akil. Huh. Uh, should not be the result mind, which is mm. at H3. Now come at the end. This is what he has posted. Yeah. Not clear with the question. That's right. His point is whether result mind should be the outcome of everything else is the result. But when you are looking at self-leadership, you start doing anything, something you are creating. So after imagination, after learning, you are creating something. The creation is called your... So sometimes you can write a good program. But you may not be effective in working with the teams. You may not be influencing other people to sell it. So that's how the result mind comes in the middle of between imagination, learning, results are there. Because sometimes you have must have seen in an organization, there's a smart programmers, very, very significant expert. But he doesn't work with anybody else. He works alone. He's not effective. He's effective 
individually, but not as effective as a team. That SME cannot be effective. That business will not be effective. Then you come to influence. That's why I put it in the middle, not in the end. Okay. Uh, the next question is from Raj Kamal. Out of the six capitals which you had mentioned with priority, one to six, financial capitalists must to create all other capitals. So for a startup to create one to five capitals, it takes a lot of time based on the revenue generated by business. What is your suggestion for the same? Yeah, so I think this is a, when we started our company, in 1986, we didn't have opportunity for any finance capitalists. Basically, we need to think about a product and think start generating revenue in six months time. Six months time, I can survive on my scooter and I can survive on uh, with my parents. So I don't need a salary for six months or one year. It's not a big issue. But today, when we are looking at finance capital is a primary objective, then I'm not able to wire my product and end customer. When I'm, I'm on vulnerable stage because I don't have a the venue for six months and my parents start saying you don't earn and then i will be very sharp my mind will be very sharp i mean will be in vulnerable zone and that stage is important for a startup to go through the same phase because if they emphasize too much on a finance capital upfront then my ability to find a big opportunity which is a step two of design thinking may not be right big opportunity it may be semi right big opportunity which may not succeed afterwards so too much time is spent today by having a pitch deck and other things. I think spend more time with the team to look at it, how to bootstrap your business. I think Sriram has built up Integra on uh, bootstrap model. So all of us in this room have built up our businesses on bootstrap models. I think for some stage till the time you have some revenue viability. And you require angel capital, it's okay. Some mentor will be there who will give you angel capital. I think that's not a big issue if your idea is good. Yeah, thanks, Arun. And one more question. Any good book or video you can suggest on design thinking? Uh, design thinking, there are multiple books. I'm not able to look at it uh, for design thinking. But I, to me, design thinking is a fifth discipline by Peter Singh. It's a system thinking, which gives a feeling of system thinking. Now system thinking, when you meet with opportunity thinking, which is available in CK Pallad uh, competing for the future. And then you have a books uh, on gold rat of solving the operational problem. When you combine all of them and then Stephen Covey for personal hab habits, which is there, this four or five books com combination creates a good design thinking. Otherwise, it becomes a, uh, there are books on design thinking which are more around uh, a specific process of design thinking. To me, design thinking is a mind, mind shift rather than a process. Uh, Arun, you should talk about you are writing a book on uh, design thinking. Good book. So maybe you should, <laughs> okay. maybe you should uh, launch. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can launch those books. So I am writing a small book. Yeah. I'm writing a, a book on Mukt. Uh, so it will take some and five minds self leadership but i'm i'm start writing of shiram for school children first the first book is for 9 to 12 standard not for businesses that will be for teenager to achiever is the first book that how teenager i start building a design mindset and then i'll maybe writing next book on design same imagination mind learning mind result mind for the business people small businesses
but first time starting the journey from the bottom up that's very good uh, arun because uh, in nascom and other industry bodies they are all working on startup uh, at the school level so and the college level so similar way you are uh, addressing design thinking mindset at uh, school level it's a uh, really it's a, it's a fantastic uh, initiative arun so that's all uh, on the question side uh, arun maybe if you want to summarize yeah so that would be great and then i can hand over to me so so i'll just put the summary into 10 mantras for 10x growth first is your framing your business what i told you about the frames in which you want to put your business what is the your business identity the brand capital what is the latent what is latent in your business or what problem are you solving you need to reframe and rethink asking the right questions to understand and defining the problem second step is visualize what 10x looks to you visualize what 2030 looks to you keep yourself take out two days time trans transport yourself in 2030 what business will look like don't look at current constraint you want to be 100 million dollar company 1000 crore company you want to be 5000 crore company or you want to solve a particular business problem that visualization is important sometime in 1985 i'm just sharing my personal diary over here one in 85 in my personal diary i written i want to be chairman of public listed company i didn't know what the in 85 1985 what public limited company is i am not coming from business family i am coming from government service a ninth child in a family and when my wife took it out this diary in 2002 she said this is my dream chairman of public limited company once you put a visualization right then the next test start happening because your mind get anchored to the dream so what do you see yourself in 2030 your business in 2030 that will give you the imagination mind for that you take a blank a3 paper think about where you are your business is what you want to see in 2030 visualize it and think about how you can narrate your dream using drawings pictures and other objects no alphabets words or text to be used but visualize the thing with the drawing pictures and other objects because they are three dimensional they are two dimensional they they speak the pictures speak thousand words you can use colors be as dramatic or as simple as you feel like this exercise can be done by the team like we did a exercise with a team of 20 people going for a offsite for two days three days one can do the visualization exercise and that exercise is only imagination exercise once you do the imagination then as a organization you can start learning what the gaps are and then from learning you will start delivering the results then you get into the third mantra is once you imagine it then you start detailing it you get into l0 l1 l2 you start creating a framework this is a framework we created for our business model for global universal banking you can create a framework similar framework for you what is the business is there so so i can go to core banking lending which i described so this is a framework this remain constant from 2008 this is constant nothing has changed in this frame this is my cartographic view of the business and then keep on detailing further and further and we have a 
10,000 pages, 50,000 pages of the detailing which happens. Then fourth is your operate a business framework, six capital framework. This is like a cube, which I said one centimeter cube can become a six centimeter cube. Fifth is build leadership team. Hire people smarter than you. One of the important learning for the entrepreneur or a startup is when as a starter entrepreneur, when I'm getting a one lakh salary per month, how can I hire a person with four lakh salary a month? So I will try to hire a person with 70,000 rupees salary a month, then one lakh rupees salary a month. This is a mindset issue. When you need a four lakh person, but he's coming with a talent, which is you require to fulfill the gap in your leadership talent. And you may have to pay four times than your own salary because you own the equity in the company. Your equity is hundred times more valuable than the four times salary you're paying to the employees. So having a courage to hire the employees better than you is the fifth mantra. Six mantra market your product. Branding and promotion of your product enables greater outage. As of now, we all seen all the startups, all the new unicorns are about marketing the products. Seventh thing, seventh mantra is sometimes SME doesn't have a board here. I've seen many SMEs, they don't have a proper board. I, I appointed the, I requested for the board of, in 97, I requested for Mr. Bhargav to come on my board for Maruti. I asked chairman of MTNL to come on my board because I didn't know how a large corporation can be done in 97. I was 15 crore company and I invited the board. I selected the board trade development authority chairman to come on my board. So I, I invited Ashok Junjunwala to come on a board. So I brought one academics, one uh, trade person and one uh, telecom chairman and one manufacturing uh, operations large setup to be on a board. Now that's, that's important point to have a board, which is seventh mantra. And second thing I put it or there, I should have put and you need a one sounding board with you, a mentor or sounding board, pick up some coach whom you can freely discuss anything. It can be sounding board. You may have to pay him some salary, pay him something, pay him 50,000 rupees a month for two sessions a month or whatever it is, but you need a sounding board whom you can, because when you speak to the person, you clarify your own mind. Sometimes an entrepreneur has multiple thoughts in his mind. When he speak to somebody, then only his mind gets clarified. And his mentor need not be of your own industry. It can be from any other industry. So sometimes we search for mentor in our own industry, but somebody whom you have trust, 100% trust on him. Sometimes your family member can be a sounding board. So mentor and sounding board are two words, but you can have both in one or you can have two different people. So three things, sounding board, mentor and board is the seventh mantra where you, are, you, are, you have a doubt. So decaf element, when you are a decaf element, it will be helpful for effective mind to have a sounding board. Identify a role model, a light, lighthouse. To me, Disney world becomes a lighthouse to me. When I visited 1988 and he, he said, if you can dream it, you can do it. That become a lighthouse. I know I'm nowhere in the journey of Disney world, but it given me a, a small uh, candle light 
vision that something can be big. Ninth mantra is we need to solve step by step. There's no mantra that we can solve the, all the problem at the same time. Spot one constraint at a time, weakest link step at a time by identifying what is 10 gram, 100 gram, 1000 gram. Next thing is reinvent yourself every two years. The last mantra is we need to reinvent ourselves. We need to go for some transformation leadership workshop. We need to go for some education ourselves to reinvent ourselves. We need to invest some money in our, our own learning process whether and time both. I may go for some ports, I may go for transformation leadership workshop. In my journey, 95, 96, Anil Sajdeva organized a workshop, transformation leadership workshop at Dharamchala, and there are 20 people participated. Those three days are the moment of my transformation where my journey from as a business to the institution has moved. So I, my dot has moved from creating a company to building an institution started in that 96. When I met with Vikram Lal, Adi Godrej, and other people in that workshop, it's just so inspirational to meet those people in a three-day workshop. So it could be, but reinvention could be multiple ways you can do the reinvent. When I moved from services business to intellect as a product business, I reinvented myself. It was vulnerable. I was making a 200 crore profit per year in Polaris. I have to invest for next five years. I had to go through the loss making of 200 crores. So that was a big transformation for me for reinventing myself to be in current position. Today, when we generate 400 crore profit per year, it's the outcome of those journey which I went through. So these are the 10 mantras which are there. A simplified way of somebody asked the question, where do I start? These are the 10 things which can be done. Thank you, Shriram, for providing me the opportunity for this forum. Thanks a lot. I think we finished in time. Yes, uh, as we come to the end of this workshop, once again, thank you, Arun, for the very comprehensive presentation covering design thinking, principles, belief framework, 10x uh, mantras for 10x growth. It has been a fantastic session, uh, Arun. Thanks for answering various questions. And uh, participants, I hope you found the workshop informative and very useful. Wish you all the best for the implementation and the exponential growth. Thank you everyone for joining this workshop. Thank you.